Hello. Hello and welcome to the Tri Parenting Podcast. I'm Emma Cooper. And I'm Femi Petridis. And we're here to talk all things triathlon, parenting, combination of the two, trials and tribulations and the joy- the joys of what we try and do with our lives. <laughs> and kids. So, Yes, and kids. How we uh, interact with them along the way. So how are you? Are you any better than last week? So I just counted up. This is day 11 or 11 and a half uh, since I came down with COVID. Tested again this morning, still slightly positive, but much better today. It's been quite a long haul, feeling pretty rotten for most of those 11 days. Today, up and about, went for a small bike ride, so definitely improving. Still feeling a bit flat. We'll be working from home, going back to work tomorrow. Another good step forwards, but yeah, not a nice thing. We're hearing lots of people now coming down with COVID, so got to really be careful. That sucks. That is not fun. That kind of fills me with dread. I do know you did say you went for a bike ride. I hope it wasn't an easy three-hour spin. (laughs) (laughs) LT3, three three hours. No, it was uh, with my daughter, who's also had had COVID independently of me. She came back from a week away with school with a sore throat and a cold. She had COVID, but not the same batch as mine. And so we were both off together, isolating in our respective rooms, texting each other a lot. And so she is also still just testing positive, faintly. We went for a short spin together to the park and back, really just turning the legs. It was lovely to be out after 11 days locked up, the pair of us. And nice that you can do it together as well. Yeah, we're safely, we can't infect each other, we hope at least. (laughs) I also hope that your house is nice and cool because in this heat we've been having, being stuck in a hot bedroom, it's not going to make you feel much better. Luckily the room I've been locked up in is one of the cooler rooms in the house. Doesn't get the sun till the, the late afternoon and that's that's not the hottest sun of the day, so I'm pretty lucky. Thinking about it, Eleni's up in converted loft, which is oh, no. <laughs> not great. Uh, but she hasn't complained because she's she's had a 24-hour Netflix, which she's been busily working her way through lots of series. She hasn't seemed to have minded too much at all. She's having all her food and drink brought to her, and she's allowed to just watch watch things to her heart's content. So is she um, d- drawing a fake line on the <laughs> on the COVID test? Yeah, I did so see her with a blue marker pen. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to have a tough time when room service ceases to exist. <laughs> she is, and she she doesn't want to go back to school this week because she's got a Spanish and an English test. I think it's the end of end of year. Lots of tests, so I think she'd be quite happy just to to see out the year in her bedroom. <laughs> But we're really hoping she can go back next couple of days. What happens if she does miss it, but they make her do it from home or she just gets a kind of a average mark for the year or something? I really don't know. I think she'll sit some of the tests. I think she might have missed some already and she'll sit them when she goes back. But I don't know how they're going to do it exactly. They'll need to somehow assess her. All the kids are being assessed on, on pretty much the whole year. They'll, they'll find a way, I'm sure. She won't get away with it. Could you uh, not have isolated together in the same room? Obviously, not sleeping together. But that, I guess if you're feeling poorly, you don't really want a, another sweaty body 
feeling poorly next to you. Yeah, I mean, annoyingly, a lot of the the illness really just not felt like doing or saying anything. It's been a case of just get through it somehow. Thought it might might be nice to play chess or backgammon or something together. <laughs> However, neither of us really felt like even no. doing that. Well, that's a shame. Well, hope hopefully you're both will fully recover and have no long lasting effects so just don't rush back into training yeah no thanks for that i will do some research now i feel up to it to find out what are people saying about going back i mean i think i pretty much know i've just got to start really really easy and not not rush it there's absolutely no point doing anything hard until i feel feel well and capable i think it's something like once you feel completely fine give it another week and then start doing easy stuff. And then when it's you start, it's really, really easy. Yeah. But I haven't looked at the latest research, but that was the last thing I heard. Yeah. Um, you know, give it, if you don't want to, for the sake of rushing it now, you don't want to have a long lasting impact on your health, do you? Not really. I'm a bit sad that the weather's so nice at the moment. I know it's very hot, but I, I just hope this isn't the summer. Hope I'm not going to have missed our summer. <laughs> Yeah. I do hate to say it, but I have had some two very nice outside training days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've had a really nice, easy week, easiest week I've had in a long time, which actually my mind, more my mind actually than body needed it after Holcomb last weekend. I can't believe it's only a week ago. I had a complete rest day on Monday and then just one session on Monday. And on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then um, Friday, started to get back into it. And then yesterday, I had a nice long bike in the sun, which was amazing. did have to go out pretty early because I had to go to work to do a work thing. But it was actually when it was nice because the roads were quieter anyway. And this morning, I went for a really long run, easy run along the Flitchway, which is an old abandoned, well, not abandoned, but railway line converted into a bridal way or what you call it byway thing and so that's all under trees so it was beautiful my mind and soul are happy compared to yours brilliant let's hear what did you do instead if you had a few fewer training sessions what did you find yourself doing instead of training (laughs) so Monday (laughs) I think I cleaned (laughs) because I've been away all weekend athletes know how to live live it up don't they So, so one of the things I really struggle with, with training is not being there in the morning when she wakes up. I like being the first person that she sees. I don't know why. I don't know if anybody else thinks that, but I've, I really miss that when I'm, I'm out swimming every day when she wakes up. So not when I don't swim in the morning or like today, I deliberately ran later so that I could, I, I like if I didn't have a child, I'd get up and run early so it wasn't too hot. So miss, I don't like it when there's loads of people out and about and bikes and dogs around. Looking at the whole of whatever you call it, life. I would rather be there when she wakes up in the morning, do her breakfast and then go. Yeah. Um, also means her husband can have a, a lie-in. So Monday, I enjoyed that. Did breakfast and then obviously shipped her off some nursery. I think I actually went for a walk at lunchtime on Monday because I felt like I needed to move because I was working at home as well. So if I hadn't have done that, other than taking the washing out and doing the cleaning, I'd literally have been sat at my desk all day and done about 50 steps. 
<laughs> so yeah, I went for like a 20 minute walk around the field, which was very pleasant. And then in the evening, I think, did we do, do we record the podcast? So yeah, it was a, a well spent day. Yeah. And I can't remember what I did on the other days, but it's just nice not having to rush around and jam things in. Just being a bit more flexible with timings and stuff. That's right. I think my forced rest these past 11 days, it has reset my brain, whether I wanted it or not. I haven't lost the desire to go out and do try. You said you did only 50 steps. That was 50 more than I did in the past 10 <laughs> days. So I am wondering what, how long does it take before your muscles start to, to waste away? I do wonder. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I think you're okay right now. <laughs> um, you've got, what's it? What are we in now? July? August, September, October. You've got three months to the World Champs. That's plenty of time. Yeah, no, it'll be fine. So do you have any highs from the week other than your bike ride today in the sunshine? Yeah, I do, actually. I have a high from today. Believe it or not, I don't know if you can actually see in the background, I did a full Ironman. I don't think I've ironed a shirt since before COVID hit the world. Working from home an awful lot. Not much call for wearing shirts to go into the office. And so whatever I've got, I don't know, about 15 shirts. It's pretty much seen me through, but it had got to the point that I had no shirts ironed. And every couple of weeks when I go into the office, I'd remember on the morning of rushing out the door, oh, I still haven't done any ironing. And I'd be just searching through for the least crinkled shirt to put on <laughs> and get, try and get away with. I thought today, well, I've got time on my hands. The only room I can not wear a mask in the house is my the, the spare room where I'm staying. And I thought, I could iron all my shirts. So a couple of hours took. I'm not that fast, but I did a full Iron Man today. That's that's my <laughs> high. <laughs> Excellent. That's a that's a lot of accomplishments. Big tick in the box. Exactly. Another another high. Lara. I guess it's a low into a high. Lara, my youngest daughter, who does gymnastics, is her her primary sport. She went off to competition today which was a shame I couldn't go and, and watch. There have been reasons why I've missed a few of her competitions. And she came back with two medals. So she was really, really chuffed. And she's Aww. in a squad now. I think when she did gymnastics before, if you achieve a certain number of points, you'd get either the gold medal, the silver medal, the bronze medal. And if you didn't get a bronze medal, you'd get a rosette for turning up, basically. Um, which is, you know, great. But this was a proper first, second and third medals. And she got a gold and a silver. So really, really chuffed and proud. And she was she was buzzing because she was dreading one of them. I think the beam is her worst or the, the least liked. I think it's quite difficult. But she she got a silver medal and she just couldn't believe it. So that was a real high, seeing her come back, all smiles, medals around her neck. So that was nice. Oh, pleasure. I can go up and does she have a medal wall or a medal rack? She does. She has a medal, a medal hanger thing. It actually broke because it was too heavy with too many medals. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're going to have to get her a new, stronger one, I think. It's a good, good problem to have. That is. Yeah. And any, any lows other than being depressed and stuck in a four-walled room. I, I have another low. I've used this COVID period as a, as an opportunity to sort it, but my Garmin watch cracked. And I'd like to say I was smashing it out on some dangerous course somewhere, but I think I was just in the house and I knocked it on a doorknob and it, it cracked. And annoyingly, that was a Garmin watch that the altitude sensor had messed up and they sent me a new reconditioned unit for nothing. So very good of Garmin to do that. And then I cracked it. 
So now <laughs> they, they charge nearly 100 quid to send me another reconditioned one. Um, but I've used this period now to, to send it off. It was cracked before I went to Nice. And I just hoped it didn't become too bad and start letting in water. But I realized how lost I am without it. It gives me all the notifications if I get a text or a message on my phone. And oh, I've just okay. been missing phone calls and texts galore because I don't have my, my Garmin. I didn't realize how dependent I was on it. Oh, I have to turn that off. I can't, I can't handle that, like buzzing all the time. Oh, you can't? No. Oh. I'd never get any message if I didn't have it. In fact, I missed Lara calling me after her gymnastics for FaceTime because I didn't have my Garmin. So that, was, that wasn't very good. That's not, that's not good uh, dad points, that. No, that wasn't good. Anyway, how about you? Have you got any highs and lows this last week? Other than having a nice, easy week in the sunshine, the swimming pool has been really quiet, uh-huh. which has been amazing. Sorry to rub that in as well. <laughs> I don't know whether it's a combination of people being holiday, people have got COVID, or people have got their body shape or whatever it is, their, their goals. I don't know, people do these fitness plans, don't they? And then mm. they, once they've achieved it, they stop. Could just be the nice weather. Swimming in open water, maybe. Yeah, yeah it's been nice. But on the, on the flip side, because I've not really been doing much training this week, I haven't had any mega sessions, so it wouldn't have mattered it being quiet anyway. But there's not been any fighting in the... <laughs> In the lanes, which is a nice way to start the day and lows yeah not really had any I had some really weird place blisters after Holcomb like under my big toe which I mean I don't know whether I had some like dark poo or something on it one for the run like got stuck in my sock or, or a stone I don't know but that's uh, not really bothered me too much which is good Oh, good that you um, had an easy week. Are they better now? Yeah, I, they actually haven't given me any issues. They're not too deep a blister. They're just surface wounds, thankfully. Uh, my bike, so when I went to pick my bike up from transition on Sunday, it was on the floor. Oh, so no. it wasn't on track. I definitely didn't chuck it on the floor, obviously, when I went got off the bike. So I don't know if somebody else had knocked it. I've been having like massive issues with it changing gears all week. So I've been like on the turbo, like halfway through a set, like getting off, <laughs> trying to get back on again, trying to index the gears. And I don't really know what I'm doing at the best of times, let alone if something's broken. I had to abandon a session on Friday, which was kind of annoying, but I managed to fix it mostly so that I could do my session on Saturday. So I'm half proud of myself. Oh, no. <laughs> I managed to get my bike working. The chain did drop. I did drop the chain at one point, it just randomly slipped when I was mid-interval, which was annoying, but it didn't do it again, thankfully. So I need to get that sorted before Outlaw Fall because I do not want my chain dropping or coming off. Well, as soon um, as I'm out of the woods, you are welcome to bring it here and we'll put it up on the, the work stand. Thank you very much. I out. did fashion myself my own bike stand. I was very proud of Eleanor's swing. <laughs> so she's got... The A-frame. Uh, yeah. So I just moved the swing out of the way and hooked my bike onto it. And it awesome. was perfect height. So I, I was very pleased with myself. <laughs> I managed to change... Uh, the chain, the quick release was not so quick. I also undid one of Eleanor's toys so I could use the shoelace. So then I like threaded the shoelace through the chain and got some pliers. It's like twisting the shoelace rounds <laughs> with the pliers to get it tight enough to try and unhook the uh, quick release. <laughs> I think I need to. Whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah. 
So um, luckily, she's not old enough to notice that all her toys are covered in yeah. <laughs> oil. <laughs> yeah, oil. So yeah, swing, swings and roundabouts this week, but not a huge amount happening. So you think the gears became dodgy after the bike fell over? They were okay in the race, were they? Yes, thankfully. Yeah, they okay. were absolutely... I mean, I did actually drop the chain in the race, come to think about it, but I managed to like back pedal a little bit and it re-hooked onto it without having to stop. Okay, um, so maybe, maybe check. That sounds like need some adjustment. Yes, yeah. so that's uh, annoying, but at least hopefully I can get it sorted. I have been watching the Tour de France since I've been ill, which I haven't been able to do for a few years now properly. And one of the guys dropped his or got his his chain came off the front rings and then got stuck so he couldn't get the chain back on the rings so he called he was he's the team leader so he called over one of his teammates to swap bikes in hindsight he said afterwards i wish i'd just got the chain out because you could yank it out with your hand anyway he got on his teammate's bike and his teammate was about a foot and a half taller than him so he could barely reach the pedal so he pedaled on a bit more and then another teammate came up he just swapped bikes again same problem he could hardly reach the pedals then a, a team car finally came and and sorted him out but that was how many three four bikes he had to jump on all the wrong height so don't do that <laughs> better to fix your bike <laughs> yeah also don't think anyone mid-iron man is likely to say here have no my bike. that's true i think yeah that's not going to affect a triathlete is it that's the stage that the sport needs to get to it needs to be that professional that you have team cars following you around so that now we're talking that would be a lot of fun <laughs> they do have in some races motorbikes like with spare wheels yeah but it's potluck if it gets you what one if it gets to and two how long it takes to get to you and then if it will actually fit your bike exactly it, there was a guy i forget who it was one of the top pros and he he his front wheel was flat in transition he, he rode out and so he was quite close to transition and the motorbike with all the wheels was just there so it's great but it took him ages to find a wheel that fitted uh, the wrong type of quick release and then there's the wrong sized um disc uh brake disc uh, different wrong size rotor it was a nightmare it looked awful then he, he did eventually find one that fitted but it was a bit of a rubbish wheel compared to his his race wheels but he did you know yeah finish the race um, i mean we that's the thing isn't it obviously you're there to compete but then it gets to the point where you're like, i've traveled all this way actually i just want to finish mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully i'll get that all over and done with so have no problems on race day yeah touch wood so a question that came up on the whatsapp group today with the tri club was who uses miles and who uses kilometers for for their garmin or uh, your tracking for pace and lots of answers most people saying well obviously i'm using kilometers <laughs> not american but i actually said well i i still struggle when i started running for triathlon whatever it was 5 5 or so years ago miles and minutes per mile pace especially being in the the running club as well was what everybody talked in so i I got my head used to that and I know exactly what minutes per mile is, you know, a good pace target. In my head, it just, I've got a feel for it. More recently, I've tried to convert to kilometers to go fully metric because if you have your watch stuck in in miles, then you get yards when you're swimming, which is just ridiculous. Even though I've got a chart and I've tried to look at pacing kilometers and, and kind of fix it in my head, what's a good, what's a bad pace, 
I can't. It just doesn't work for me. I haven't spent enough time. How about you? What do you use, Emma? No, you're stuck um, in the dark ages like me. So I was the same. I used to be miles when I first started. So it was through the running club. But when I started racing triathlons, I very quickly switched to kilometers because most races have my uh, kilometer markers on the run or at least occasionally <laughs> they'll have a kilometer marker of how far you are at least the maps and stuff are measured in kilometers again yeah if we're swimming in the pools and things like that I now if you if people tell me their mile minute per mile pace I have no idea what they're talking about oh really I just, you've I totally nod. <laughs> yeah so I just go oh that's nice and then I put something <laughs> <laughs> they'll translate it for me and then based on their reaction I'll tailor mine to oh no sorry is that not good <laughs> it catches you out when some races then occasionally you'll put a mile marker hmm. on the run course and then you're just like what like I normally run with the watch but for whatever reason if obviously your watch isn't working or misreading or something's not working and then you're then relying on the marker signs if it's in miles and that I mean, that's a problem because it doesn't mean anything. I guess you know that a half marathon's 13 miles, so you can kind of work it out in your head. But that's quite yeah. difficult when you're tired. Yeah, I'm a kilometre person. That's good. So I, need, I need to get there. I'm okay with distance in kilometres, but it's the pace, I guess, on a bike. Because I started cycling when I was, goodness knows, 12, 13 years old. Miles an hour. I know every 0.1 mile an hour. I know if it's, you know, where there's 20 2.3 miles an hour 22.4 I've got a feeling for what's a good miles per hour but in kilometers I mean I know I look at what I did if it was average or, or top speed it just doesn't have that same feeling for me there's absolutely no reason to switch other than obviously the kilometer markers and if you're saying a pace to somebody if they really want to know what it is in kilometers you can just translate it on your phone like just google a converter um if you if you're that dialed into your pace yeah, I, I really wouldn't worry about switching over to kilometers because that's part of, as you say, the feel and you know whether you're pushing yourself hard enough or not. Or maybe a, a switch to kilometers is good because then you get out of your head. Oh, I'm doing well. I'm at 22.4 miles an hour. And actually, you maybe could be doing 24 miles per hour. But because in your head, you're pushing like the sweet spot. You're not pushing a bit further, whereas if it was a blank slate of kilometers per hour, you haven't got a clue, so you just go all out. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry on trying with kilometers and just not know what I'm doing for for the foreseeable. Time. It's probably a good time coming back from COVID as well, because it take the pressure off. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm not doing the paces that I want to be doing. Well, actually, you haven't got a clue what pace you're going because it's in yeah. kilometers now. <laughs> I'm also trying to weigh up probably Christmas. I'll get a power meter. It's not something that's been high on my list of things to get. I guess I'm just interested in it. It's not something I think is going to help me transform my my world, but I think power meter is is coming at some point later this um, year. I didn't realise you didn't have one actually. As a cyclist, a cycling background, I would have assumed you had one. Yeah, no. And they weren't a thing when I was doing cycling properly when I was a lot younger. Okay. And it just hasn't been high up the list of things with a limited budget to get for triathlon. Yes, it's a, a nice oh. to have. I mean, oh. I don't have one either. So I have it now that I've got a smart trainer. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's 
a nice number but again does it mean anything to me no <laughs> i'd have to google what's what's a good number and what's a bad one yeah i've I've heard um it was joe skipper's podcast his latest one i heard it today in fact joe wasn't on it because he's he's off on his honeymoon but they were talking about power meters and how everybody the way that you pedal through the the pedal stroke and where the acceleration uh, occurs because depending on where you push the most on the 360 degrees it will vary the torque everybody is going to read slightly differently so a power meter really is quite a personal thing and the different power meters as well have very different levels of accuracy they could be 20 30 watts off depending on what meter it is basically what they were saying was you can't really compare between two people what powers it really is a tool to see if you're getting better or not over time with the same power meter able yeah, to yeah i didn't realize that either I, I knew that different power meters put out different numbers and i think if you stick with the same power meter they're consistently inconsistent or whatever yes. the phrase yeah, yeah. So for that same person they'll be consistently wrong yeah <laughs> all right <sighs> but out thinking you know what i mean <laughs> but yeah as you say if you swap it either swap bikes or swap power meters or the same person use that power meter it's yeah not not gonna work yeah i'm not going down the power meter route i definitely don't have enough money for that for a nice metric that doesn't mean anything to me one more expense isn't it we'll see whether there's a, a christmas present in the offing i think pretty <laughs> much the last five years my birthday and christmas presents have all been somehow linked to triathlon <laughs> oh i need a new helmet no you have to wait till christmas Okay. Right. Another quick question for you is whether you write race plans and reports after races. You can learn and when it's fresh in your mind, write down the things that you think went well or or not so well to help you next time. Is that something you do or did? That's a very good question. And I used to do that. I've never really had a race plan. It's always kind of just go hard. <laughs> until you can't go hard anymore <laughs> you do do um, iron mans don't you just go hard yeah, <laughs> yeah just go hard until you can't but i used to do like race debrief for, just for myself what i did in the prep what i did in lead up like what nutrition i used like how much when how i felt and actually that was really helpful especially when you're in the zone and at that time you think you'll always remember that Mm-hmm. But then, for example, when I do Outlaw Full next weekend, the last time I actually did an Ironman was, would have been four years ago. I, at that time, I thought I was going to do an Ironman either again that season or certainly the next season. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, I'm not going to forget what I ate and what I consumed and when and how I felt and what, what I did. But I haven't got a clue what I did because it writes it down. So I would highly recommend writing it down. I haven't done any of that this year <laughs> at all, which would have been helpful. Even things like how hilly the bike course was or if there were any particular hills or the run course. Because if you do go and do that course again, it's nice to refresh your memory until you remember on race day whilst you're doing it and think, oh, yeah, it would have been helpful to remember that. So no, no to race plan beforehand. And I, yes, I used to do debrief and now I don't but I should <laughs> I think there's an admin burden there's so much to do once you've finished a triathlon with cleaning kit and just getting your sorting your life back out the thought of sitting down 
for whatever half an hour and writing writing it up always fills me with if dread I, if however, i have a flight back then that tends to be the time if i am going to write something i will at the moment i did it for my first couple of races i did a more of an emotional debrief and what I was pleased with, like what didn't go well, or what I could improve on, or what I can take forward. But I forgot to do the actual race debrief, <laughs> other than the psychological side of things. Um, so if you've got a plane journey or a car journey, obviously when you're not driving, if it's not too soon after the event, the problem I had with, say, Poland, is I flew back at, like I don't know, 6am or something, the morning after the race, so there was no way oh, I was going to do that. <laughs> and then I had to work all day. So, yeah, I was not going to get my laptop out and start working on the flight when I then had to work all day. <laughs> no, I mean, the flight's a good call. When I came back from Nice a couple of weeks ago, unfortunately, I had some podcast editing to do that I took priority over the race report. I did get to the race report. I think it was probably when I started with COVID. I had more time on my hands. But yeah, the, the travel is always a good time to do it. Often write the race plan if I'm traveling out on a plane or something like that. So you do do a race plan? I do. My first coach, who had a coach for about three months, suggested it and it stuck. The vast majority of races, I do a, a plan that includes what I'm gonna, what time I'm going to get up. So I don't have to think when I go to bed, oh, what time do I need the alarm to be on? So I look at the race timing and any travel and think about what I'm going to eat. Am I going to have a shower? That kind of thing. Just so there's absolutely no thinking to be done on race day. You've just got it all worked out in advance and then I'll just go through the swim bike run and transitions and what I do now is I look back to similar races and see the reports and the reports will talk through what happened what I could remember things I did well things I did badly did I run out of energy then I'll have just a, a short paragraph at the end which is all you really need and it's what are the key takeouts things like need to eat more on the bike or remember to take your goggles off first or something like that, little <laughs> things. And that's what I read just the night before a race, if it's a similar kind of distance. Just go back and read all of the things that I've, I've realized after a race with hindsight would have been good. And I find that really useful. Then there's no surprise in the race. Oh, I wish I'd brought another, you know, another energy bar with me. You know, like I, I've remembered now, now I'm on the bike and it's too late. Is that that kind of thing? I think it's a good process to go through. It is another thing to do, but I think yeah, I'd highly recommend it. That sounds good. Does it include what do you do if your children keep you up all night or if they're there to help, inverted commas, on race day? Don't <laughs> 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 get in the way. Yeah, remember, don't bring children to races. It's too stressful. <laughs> that one. A good thing to talk about, actually, kids at races. I've been thinking. Is it better to have kids there on balance or is it better to, if you're going off to race to be entirely on your own? Uh, there are pros and cons. I don't know what, what you think, but I think I'd mostly rather have family there on balance. I think it's nice to expose the kids to, to the race environment and normalize it. And it's great to have support. But of course, there are, there are downsides, especially if there's traveling, increased amount of stress worried that the kids are getting bored having to entertain them and fit them into all of the the prep and plans when you're already stressed and, and worried and have got a lot to think about then having that other layer of complexity yes I would say not that I've actually done it if you were doing a sprint 
Olympic and it was a local race then absolutely and if they can get there for just the run like perfect because they only need to be entertained for half an hour an hour for a half marathon half marathon half Ironman or Ironman in my head I love the idea of them being there at the finishing line and seeing them on the run as you say like to support as you go along knowing that they're there makes you drive to get to the finishing line but as you say the thought of having to entertain them the day before when you're trying to prep and wrap your bike and get the stickers or you just want to lie down and not move because you know you're gonna you need to rest your legs for the next day and they're going mommy 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 do this play play this you can't say to them mommy's not moving today that that doesn't exist yours are a bit older so they might understand but it's still hard it's another ask whereas if you're just not there you're removed from that situation sorry and we're back the uh the zoom just cut out without telling us which is handy so we've forgotten what we're talking about yeah we (laughs) spent five minutes trying to work out what we were saying had a race in greece it was a half iron man and i was there on holiday with the family and thinking about shorter races are probably much better for traveling to with children. There's less time that they've got to be entertained and wait around before they see you. They had a really good time during the swim in this race, because as we walked down from this fancy resort in, in Greece, walked down towards the sea, the waves were enormous. It was a very atmospheric morning. We had a double rainbow with storm clouds in the distance the sun coming up and we had this loud atmospheric music being beamed over the the tannoy system as we walked down towards the beach and these enormous crashing waves did i say that the waves were enormous anyway what happened was there were a lot of panicked looking lifeguards and kayakers around it was a real challenge for people to enter the water when the race started so being an iron man branded race they dribbled people out in in fives or sixes every few seconds and then it was a case that people would sprint down towards the beach and then stop as this two and a half meter three meter wave crashed towards them people would have two or three attempts to get into the sea because they were they were pushed back or washed back up on onto the shore one poor person had their ribs broken because somebody was thrown uh, with a wave and landed on top of them a lot of people didn't complete the swim or just gave up where where they were it was horrific however it was the best possible race for the kids to watch rather than seeing their dad just enter the water and then be bored for half an hour while I'm, I'm swimming and coming back. They, they got to watch the poor lifeguards work their socks off with all of these poor swimmers struggling to get into the water and then struggling to get out. And a lot of people were washed up before the end of the swim because it, the swim Kind of you went out deep and then turned left and then it, you, you swam parallel to the beach for a long way and then doubled back slightly closer to the beach and then came back and the waves were starting to break at that point uh, you know with white water on top of the waves and people were literally getting washed into the shore because if you didn't duck under every time there was a, a wave coming past you uh, you got pushed closer and closer to the shore each time until the the breaking waves would literally smash you onto the onto the beach. Anyway, this was such good entertainment for the kids. They spent the whole, however long they spent sat there watching, probably an hour, uh, watching swimmers entering and exiting the water. But after that, then my wife was 
stuck with these two kids who'd who so got over the swim at that point and had you know another four hours to kill before they saw saw me coming to the finish line so that was a long time to wait in the greek sun in a fancy resort where there is really isn't much to do unless you're you know you've got a room with a, a pool or something i think you're absolutely right anything more than an olympic is probably too much for the kids to do unless they have entertainment during the race or just come to see the finish wholeheartedly <laughs> agree to that yeah i mean it's the idea is lovely isn't it like you want them there you want them to see you and they want to see you but in reality i mean even with a lapsed route they're still not going to see you very much i think i said last week eleanor saw me once on the run at holcomb and i high-fived her and then she spent 20 minutes crying she wanted me to stop and like play with her because she hadn't seen me all morning <laughs> wow. so again i didn't go very well but yeah maybe when we do some like warm-up shorter distance races they can they can be there and they they get the medals when we get home and hear our stories and yeah um see the pictures and maybe stick with that <laughs> until yeah. they're old enough it was a real shame today and yesterday in fact today was the henley sprint triathlon and both kids were entered into the kids try on the on the saturday on yesterday but of course we couldn't go because there's just too much covid uh, going on in the house uh, so when they're racing as well and on different days, it means, you know, you can invest your time the day before looking after them and enjoying their race. They then get it slightly more when they're watching your race and being a sprint, it, it doesn't take that long. And uh, if it's on a tight run circuit, then they can sprint across to see you multiple places and it, it can be good fun. I think you're right. Families at sprints work Olympic maybe maybe not and anything over that <laughs> we get it yeah that's a good point once they're old enough to do it themselves maybe they understand it or maybe they're more receptive to return the favor yeah. <laughs> and they can then look after you it's uh i guess we'll see how things emerge we actually had that touched on the discussion earlier which i think we've spoken about before about pushy not pushy parenting but focusing a child on sport early on in their life yeah. versus giving them the choice to choose which sports they do and just supporting that what their decision is so we've got all that fun and all those obstacles to overcome without trying to steer them into the sports that we personally love ourselves <laughs> yeah yeah I guess the one thing I haven't experienced as a parent with my two girls is standing at the side of a, on a touchline, be it hockey, football or rugby or whatever. They just haven't done any sport like that where we've had to go and, and watch. I think that's probably I'm quietly pleased because standing on a cold touchline for hours is not my idea of, of, of I think fun. that's a blessing in disguise. Yeah. <laughs> you might. You might regret that when they start doing half Ironmans or full Ironmans. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So to wrap it up then, what are your plans for this week? My plan this week is to get better, to rebuild my strength and slowly, slowly get out the door, whether it's for a walk or jog or little bike ride. That's my, my aim this week is to feel 100% before I, I write any training plan sessions or do anything like that it's been quite I guess my body's going to have taken quite a, a knock that's my plan I need to 
start working again. So I need to spend what energy I have and what brain power I have, because my brain has been completely fuddled the last couple of weeks, I have to say. Need to spend some energy getting back into work and then slowly ramp up, ramp up the training as my body allows. I hope a uh, first day of work doesn't knock you out too much tomorrow. Oh, sure it will. <laughs> that pile of emails waiting for me. I'm, I'm not looking forward to opening my inbox. How, no, how about you? Have to go to the office. I have got last week of training, so I'm actually quite excited. I got my schedule through earlier, which is nice. So I've got some big sessions this week, which I'm looking forward to getting stuck into so last last bit of prep work before outlaw full oh it's so, exciting yes yeah, it's uh, coming most of the hard work is done yes just a few more days <laughs> so that leaves us to ask that you please rate our podcast on spotify that would be really helpful for us and for the podcast to grow and you can engage with the instagram account called the try parenting podcast with underscores. We happily receive requests or suggestions for topics or maybe even guests and we'll post pictures or anything associated with the podcast on on that Instagram account. So thank you very much for listening. Have a good week and I'll uh, touch base next week. Hope you continue to get better. Thank you. All the best. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.